0: Bhdd is reminding people that the Georgia Crisis and Access Line can help those worried about opioid and stimulant misuse. The toll-free number is online and is active 24-7. More information at opioidresponse.info. I'm Kalina Bowler, and for years, I've worked in Georgia's growing film and television industry. I help identify the perfect spots to shoot productions. On this podcast, we meet the people whose names you see when the credits roll. Take a seat, sit back, and relax. This is The Credits, a podcast from Georgia Public Broadcasting. As a cinematographer, Richard Vla plays a central role in the way a movie looks, literally. I first met Richard years ago when we were both students at Howard University. Both our careers have evolved in the film industry. After Howard, he studied at AFI, the American Film Institute. His career has taken off with credits like the BET shows American Soul and The Quad. He's also worked on several of Tyler Perry's Medea films. He lived in Los Angeles, but has since relocated to Atlanta because of all the work in the Georgia film business. We talked about his latest project, a new stars television series called P Valley. It's about dancers who work at a strip club in the Mississippi Delta. I asked Richard about that title. P Valley is that a, a short for anything? Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'll say it too. It's, it's short for uh, Pussy Valley.
0: That's that sounds amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm actually um I was a little bummed when I heard that you know they couldn't use that that title Uh it was um it's based on a play by the great playwright katori hall who's also the showrunner for the show Oh, okay um and the play was was called pussy valley and when i read it one of the first things i thought to myself was man like they really need to keep that title because of how bold and unapologetic it is
0: the title stayed p valley Richard says production has been fascinating. They built an actual strip club at Tyler Perry Studios, where the series is produced. Local exotic dancers are working on set. As cinematographer, he has to make sure every shot is just right. He says that requires understanding not just the set, but the surroundings and the full story.
1: You know, working on this project, P-Valley, which which is about uh, a strip club, a, a, a little strip club that could in 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 you know deep Mississippi um, it's a lot of references. It's looking at uh, doing a lot of research on visuals that I've found from Mississippi, um, visuals from other movies and uh visuals from strip clubs as well too, and trying to come up with a visual representation because the strip club itself is such a big character. It's a character in and of itself. Mm. Um, it's called the pink,
0: okay,
1: and you know trying to find lighting wise and compositionally how to convey this sense of a fantasy world away from the real gritty reality and so yeah, you know it's 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 coming up with interesting ways of using like neon and fluorescent and um and and certain colors, like you know we've come up with a palette of pink and blue. Mm-hmm. and uh and working with that with hints of gold and and green as well yeah um so it's a lot of research you know if you go into our office there's like walls and walls and walls of just like photos of everything um we so tend to see immersing... that a lot and when we we're mm-hmm.
0: doing shows and whenever we walk into the cinematographer's office yeah. the art department office it's yep. it's just literally walls covered floor to ceiling yep. of reference photos oh yeah,
1: yeah, because we like yeah. immersing ourselves in it mm-hmm. um I've started listening to uh, more trap music. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. So of course I was raised here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You can you can ask me about any and all booty bass mix. Yeah. My whole career coming up here in Georgia was doing tons of music videos and strip clubs. So yeah. if you ever need you ever need <laughs> any other questions, yeah, just come to Kalina. Yeah. And yeah. I'll tell you all
1: about it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny because like uh, Katori the. The showrunner, she, you know, she has like a whole playlist.
0: Oh, I'm sure. You know,
1: because I'm like not really familiar with with the music, Because right. I'm, I'm not from the south, right? Um, and so, like, you know, I'm just immersing myself. You know, I'm driving and I'm listening to like, you know, like hardcore, oh, yeah. dirty South trap music. Oh, we're ready and to rock down here. Yeah, and it's um, it's, it's been pretty cool, <laughs> and it's like, and so even with the music itself sort of gives me inspiration for you know, the visuals and the mood. And uh, Katori, the showrunner, she she keeps mentioning, she keeps using this term delta noir, you know, like, mm. like really finding, like, a gritty, moody atmosphere within, you know, the sort of delta-set yeah. uh, environment.
0: Richard says a cinematographer's job involves a lot more than being behind the camera. A lot.
1: Things can be very different based on the set that I'm on. So a lot of times, like, I may be operating the camera myself. Okay. um, So I'm a lot more involved physically on set. Um, But recently, especially on TV, where, you know, they want to shoot more than one camera a lot, Mm -hmm. um, I prefer to just watch on the monitor because I want to make sure that I pay attention to multiple cameras Mm -hmm. rather than just operating. Um, So sometimes I'm with the director at the monitors. Um, Sometimes, though, some directors like to be on set with small little handheld monitors so they can be close to the actor. So a lot of times I may not be with them Mm -hmm. because of that. And so I may be sitting at my own monitor, you know, taking a look at everything, Um, you know, sometimes making little lighting changes and stuff like that Mm -hmm. based on what I see. Um, Yeah, and we do that. You know we go on and on and on and on and on for about twelve hours, <laughs> yeah. hopefully twelve hours
0: hopefully twelve
1: you know, yeah, and then it goes on and on and on like that for you know like four or five months,
0: you know as as we were mentioning earlier, you and I studied together at Howard University for undergrad mm-hmm. um did you always know that you wanted to go the route of cinematography? No. Where did the love of it come from because you're you know you're in it.
1: Right, right. You deep in it now. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, there's no coming back now. <laughs> um yeah, I started out like in high school I wanted to be an actor.
0: Mm. You know, because
1: that's that's what I you know, growing up in in the Virgin Islands, that's what I was mostly familiar with was the people in front of the screen. Um and I went in, you know, to Howard, I wanted to major in film with a minor in theater. You know, because I thought that would be a good combination. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, when I started, like, you know, learning more and I started, like, directing my own stuff, I, I just fell in love with that part of it. Mm. So then I, I wanted to go into more directing. But when I started directing, I started shooting stuff for myself, you know, being my own cinematographer. And I really just, like, fell in love with it. And I I remember the moment when it happened.
0: When was that?
1: I went, to, I went to the movies to see the movie "Road to Perdition." It's oh, the Sam yeah. Mendes movie with, with Tom Hanks. Uh-huh. And um, I remember coming out of that movie, and it's one of the most impeccably shot movies I've ever seen in my entire life. If you haven't seen it, you have to see it as soon as possible. Um, and it was stunning. It like blew me away, like I was tearing up, not because it was sad or, or, right. or anything with the content, but just because of the effect that the visuals had on me Mm -hmm. um and how beautiful it was not in not in a superficial way but just in an emotional way right yeah and i remember like taking the subway back to my dorm and sitting there and saying you know what this is what i'm going to do i'm not going to direct anymore i don't want to act ever i'm going to be a cinematographer
0: amazing that aha moment yeah
1: yeah that was that moment
0: that's amazing Mm -hmm. and it's funny how just a little you never know when they're gonna come those aha moments that's amazing um to the to the person out there listening who's like you know what yes they're having an aha moment right now yeah this is this is what i want to do how do you suggest they even get started do they need to go and study at afi like you did or do they just do it
1: just do it. I mean, it could be a combination of both too. Okay. Um, you know, I guess it depends on on the direction that you want to go in and and what you feel are the priorities for for you. And I think that would probably be the first step is figure out what specifically you want to focus on and what you want the end game to be. Because mm-hmm. for me, when I went to AFI, what I wanted to do was <clears throat> at Howard, and you know, even though I love Howard and I love what it did for me. There wasn't an, once I decided that I wanted to w- work in cinematography. There wasn't a specific focus on cinematography. Right. There was no track. At, right. For there that. was no track mm-hmm. at, uh, for cinematography at, at Howard, and I felt like I needed something that was a lot more immersive, specifically in that discipline. And that's what led me to AFI because you know they, they have one of the best reputations for that. Um, and I also knew that I wanted to to be in LA at the time, and. I didn't want to just go there and just say, hey, let me see what happens. So I wanted to have a reason to be there and so I wanted AFI to be that reason. Gotcha. Um, so that's the reason why I did it and that's what I, that was one of my priorities and that's why I went to film school. Gotcha. Um, but that, that might not be the priority of of, of others um, mm-hmm. because it is expensive so that's something to think about.
0: It is. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, um, and now these days, especially, there is no excuse for not, being able to shoot a movie. If I was starting out now, my iPhone would be listen the thing.
0: I am right there with you cuz yeah. can you even imagine yeah. us in like the early 2000s if mm-hmm. we had any of any of today's exactly. uh social media access, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh.
1: Oh yeah, it would it would it be over. It would be a game changer. <laughs> like the fact that you have something in your pocket that could shoot a pretty high-quality movie.
0: For a couple hundred bucks?
1: Yeah, right, exactly. And, like, you know, a $7 app. Yeah. And Instagram and all this stuff.
0: Richard, I can't even imagine us in film school. We'd be a mess.
1: Yeah, yeah, We'd be like,
0: what you mean we got to even graduate? Forget it.
1: Right, right. (laughs) (laughs)
0: We're just going to go and make viral videos all day.
1: Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, that would be my advice or, you know... Like, like like the fact that if you want to make a movie, just go out there and start doing it. You know, it it doesn't have to be, um, you know, you don't need a crew of eighty people and the fanciest locations and stuff like that. But yeah, just just go out there and do it. Because I mean, you have you have a camera in your pocket right now, right? So yeah.
0: But there is, like you said earlier, there is still. Uh a need sometimes to have mm-hmm. the structure of an right. institution to help you focus your vision a bit. I think
1: exactly. Uh, so exactly. it depends,
0: like you said. I guess it just depends on what you want to do,
1: right? And and you know, some people may feel as if they really want to like books aren't enough, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. want to really have a a formal education in that. And so yeah, yeah. go to film school. You know, um, there's tons of them out there. They're great. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I'm I'm never the person that would say, oh, don't go go to film school. Don't do that. Um, because I think it really helped me, um, and it really helped other people. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I, I would say never write that off, but it's not the the right thing for certain people.
0: Let me ask you this. <clears throat> um, you're a black man. I am. And you are, um, admittedly in a department that usually historically is mostly full of white males. Yeah. Uh, How's that been going for you so far?
1: It's been going okay. Okay, good. Yeah, it's, that's it's, actually it's,
0: good. Yeah, it's been going okay. You got a nice smile on your face and everything. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, the uh, as we all know, the world has been changing a lot recently, mm-hmm. or, or specifically the industry has, and it's very exciting. Um, the show that I'm on now, P Valley, I I look around like the production office and it's like i would say 85% women
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i would say maybe 70% of those women are women of color
0: that's fantastic
1: yeah and it's uh
0: that's yeah, fantastic. It's,
1: it's, it's it's really great to see that um, yeah like like even being you know like like being a, a male i'm still in the minority you know mm-hmm. like even if i was a white male i'd still be in the minority there which is which is pretty great um but you know specifically about me being a black male um it's cool and I, and and the the interesting thing about it too is that there are more and more um people of color coming up and becoming cinematographers and so it's really exciting to be a part of that community you know and I'm really like yes. proud of it too mm-hmm. um you know uh, uh a little later last year um I met up with uh, Bradford Young, who's a stunning cinematographer in his own right. And um, yeah, we were having the same conversation where, you know, it's it's really awesome to see this community of people of color in the cinematography world and really doing something impactful and putting our names out there so people know, okay, like this group of of people right here, Mm -hmm. we got to pay attention, you know? (laughs) Uh, it's really great. Like when I was um, when I was shooting American Soul last year, uh, a friend of mine, um, Dante Lee, he was shooting Boomerang at the same time, and it was interesting. Like and you know and, he, and he's another. Uh, that's black also man. filmed
0: here, yes. Right,
1: mm-hmm. he was another black, he's another black man, and he's, you know, filming. He's a cinematographer on a BT show mm-hmm. in Atlanta, and he was doing awesome work, and I was doing the same thing at the same time. And we were, you know, trading, trading stories and, yeah. <laughs> you know, trading crew and stuff like that. It was really cool, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really cool to see us, you know, basically running the show.
0: That's Atlanta-based cinematographer Richard Villalé. His current project is the upcoming Star Series, Pea Valley. And I, for one, am looking forward to seeing more of his excellent work. And that's it for us today. Our show is produced by Sean Powers, and Don Smith is our editor. Thank you very much, Don. The theme music is by MBB. I'm Kalina Bowler. You can reach us and subscribe to our podcast for free at gpb.org forward slash podcasts. If you have a moment, review and rate us on iTunes. We also want to hear from you. If you work in the film industry, tell us what you do. You can reach us at thecredits@gpb.org. Until next time, see you after the movies.